This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes, but we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. Today I am talking with Raquel Jeter about homeschooling. So the reason I wanted to have Raquel on the podcast is because she has recently started homeschooling her younger children. She has three kids under five. She's going to talk about that experience more. And she started her oldest son in homeschooling for kindergarten. Now, I love everything Raquel shares. I follow along with her on Instagram, and I'm just really inspired by the environment that she creates in her home for learning. So I'm going back to work as a public school teacher very soon. So of course, I am all for whatever method of schooling is going to work for you the best. And the reason we're having this conversation at all is simply because as we move into this school year, of the 2020-2021 school year, things look very different. Depends on the place where you live within the country or the um, the world, honestly. It also depends on what the situation is for you. Maybe you've homeschooled all along, or maybe you typically send your kids to public school and things are just different this year. There's just a lot of choices that need to be made, and some of those choices might be made for you by the school district. Some school districts might be going completely virtual. Whatever it looks like for you, there might be more of a reason you need more of a learning environment at home than usual. Plus, it's just beneficial to cultivate a love for learning within your home, whether you send your kid to school full-time or not. That's really what we're digging into in this episode. It's not why should you homeschool or why shouldn't you. It's just about figuring out what's right for you, but in general, creating an environment for learning in your family, within your home, no matter what. I know that this is a stressful conversation because I'm sure that it's feeling hard on so many of you as we move into this school year, especially if your typical option is public school. I feel that I'm going back to teaching public school in a very strange year to be doing so. I just wanna encourage you that whatever choice you make is a good one. There's really no ideal scenario here, right? We're living through a pandemic. You can only do what's best for you and your family. Do it with kindness, do it with grace to those around you, but make the choice that's best for your family. It's just for a season and things could change at the drop of a hat no matter what choice you make. So just know that you're not alone in this. You know what's best for your kids, so just stick with your guns on that and do the best you can with making the best choice you can. 
in the meantime, I have this episode here for you just to encourage you if you're creating an, a learning environment within your home, whether that's because you're doing virtual schooling, choosing to homeschool, your kids are going to be home more than often because of some kind of hybrid model, whatever the reason is, this episode is for you. It especially apply, applies to younger kids, but if you have younger kids within your home and maybe you have an older elementary kid who's going to be home this year, this will all apply. So. Let's jump into my conversation with Raquel. All right. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to my friend Raquel today about homeschooling. And we are going to be talking all about kind of what you can do if you find yourself in a position where your kids are learning at home to one extent or the other this year, whether that's by choice or not. So Raquel, before we get started, could you just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do really quickly? Um, yes, I'm like super honored to be here. Um, but again, my name is Raquel. I've been married to my husband for six years. We have three boys under the age of five. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. It didn't, I never thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. This wasn't something I dreamt of. Um, but when my oldest was young, my husband and I were working long hours. And so we just decided that it would be best for me to stay home. And then three years later, we had two kids back to back. And so um, I've just been home with my kids, training them up, teaching them, loving on them. And within the past two to three years, I was looking into homeschooling and I decided to go for it. So I've been homeschooling all of my kids since the last two to three years. You said they're five and under? Yes. Okay. So you are really homeschooling young ones right now, which when I think of homeschooling, that has to be the biggest challenge that I think of in my head is having a bunch of little kids and trying to, I don't know, organize that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to hear more about that um, from you. Like I kind of said in the beginning, I, I touched on it, just the idea that when we are talking, we're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, and it's back to school season coming up. And a lot of people are in this place where they are either maybe choosing to homeschool, this is prompting their decision, maybe they're just, maybe, you know, anyone listening might be just choosing to homeschool in general, but this could go into the decision, or they have their kids home anyway. So we'll talk from the perspective of younger kids, just because, you know, that's the experience that you have. And we, I, I first want to hear, as you've been thinking about homeschooling over the past couple of years, what went into your decision to really decide to make that happen? Well, like I said, when I started staying home, I won't lie, it was very hard for me. It was a hard transition going from, I guess you can say corporate America to staying home. And then um, once my oldest was 18 months, we kind of started this moving journey. I call it like honorary military family because we've made four major moves in the past four years. So when we made our first big move to Georgia, I met this mom who had three kids, five and under, and she told me she was a homeschool mom. And I was like intrigued, like you homeschool, like how does that work? And so she really took me under her wing. I was a first time mom, still learning the ropes and watching her like with grace train up her kids and teach them. 
and take them with her everywhere and it not be a burden. And I just remember praying like, God, I want that desire to enjoy spending time with my child, to want to teach him. And so really that was the spark in me. But as that spark came, it kind of quickly dimmed when I kind of started talking about it, not with my husband, but just with family and like the whole stigma against homeschool families and thinking, you know, how is your kid going to be social? Um, And that was their concern because my son was the only kid at the time. And so that I understood for sure, like their concern, but it was really just a burning fire in me. But like I said, with those doubts coming from like family members and then myself, like thinking the hardest thing I thought is how am I going to teach my kid to read? And I know that sounds like so like minuscule, but I'm like, I know how to read. Like my teacher taught me, but in my head, I'm like, am I even qualified to teach my child to read? And so um, that that's really, you know, what went into the decision and just kind of going from there. Yeah. And I can totally understand that those are probably fears that parents are having as they are thinking, well, this is my choice and I do want to do this, or this isn't my choice, or this is kind of like in the middle, but I have to make this decision um, that my kids are home this year. And even if they are getting content from their school or an online school of some sort, there still has to be, especially younger ones, help coming from the parent. And of course, there's so there's so much that goes into it. And it's, you know, so nuanced, because it could be a parent that has to work or whatever it might be. But we'll just speak some encouragement, or I'll have you speak some encouragement into those parents who do have younger kids, who might be is your son kind of like in kindergarten right now? Yeah. Yeah. So he turned six later. um, he, He had the fall birthday. So he turned six later in the year. And um, yeah, we're doing kinder. Okay. So especially parents at that point where they've maybe been thinking like they're going to send their kid to kindergarten uh, this year, but then maybe that's not happening. So we'll, we'll speak some encouragement into that as well. Um, the one thing I want to start out with is just hearing some tips on easily incorporating learning into the home with little ones in general. So even if, you know, it's not a specific homeschool setting, what does that look like for you? Because you've got uh, a five-year-old right now, and then you've got younger ones too. So how do you incorporate learning with all of them? So first thing that I would encourage mamas to do is observe. I know that sounds so simple, but you have to know what makes your child tick, what they're interested in, And that's how you can teach them. Um, For example, my two younger ones are one and two. They're very close in age. And my youngest, he's really into farm animals right now. And so recently we bought him a little farm animal puzzle, kind of like the peg one that you can pick up and touch. And so for me as a homeschool mom, just looking at that, I'm like, okay, so what is that working on? That's working on him, his um, motor skills, like picking things up, putting things down. Um, also just the whole, like the animals, like what are the animals' names? What are their colors? What sounds do they make? How many animals are on this board? So just asking those different questions, even though he's the one, he's just looking at me like, I'm just enjoying this puzzle, but he's hearing those questions. And then he's also hearing 
the answers because he has brothers surrounded by him like, oh, mommy, that's a pig. Mommy, that's a horse. Um, mommy, that's a cow. The cow goes moo. And so it's just this learning experience surrounding this one puzzle that my son is just thinking, oh, this is just a toy that mommy bought me. And so I would encourage you with littles, like I said, observe what they love, get get toys, you know, with that interest and sit with them and play with them. And you just start talking as the mom and um, incorporating whatever it is. If it's a truck, if your sons are really into trucks, getting different kinds of trucks, different shapes in the trucks. And, oh, that's a square on that window. Oh, the circle um, are the wheels and just, talking those things through it's allowing them to learn and to grasp and then they're asking questions and then they're using their imagination yeah i have noticed so much lately i mean it's it's easier to see i think with babies they're constantly playing and picking things up or putting something in in their mouth and you know that that they're learning from all of that but recently I've just been more intentional about sitting down with my two-year-old and playing yeah. with her. And I've noticed just how much learning happens through play. So that's such good advice. What is, what's the difference with your older child? I guess what I want to ask is what does the schedule look like? Like what does his learning look like compared to maybe the younger ones that are more so learning through play? Is he, does he have more formal learning that he's doing? Um, and maybe what does a day look like of homeschooling for you all? Okay, so yeah, so definitely my oldest is um, pen, not pen, but pencil, paper, formal, formal writing. And so our schedule may sound and look different to many because my oldest wakes up between the hours of 5.30 and 6 a.m. every morning. So oh, I'm wow. always... I'm a nightly reset person anyway, so I set up the day for him. So when he wakes up, he knows like, oh, mommy set out um, my little packet because I don't allow him to write in his curriculum books. I make copies at night just because I plan to reuse them. And I, you know, don't want to spend that money again. And I'm really into saving, you know, good <laughs> energy and low waste. So um, he wakes up and he starts his worksheet. And anything that he doesn't know or he needs help with because the rest of the house is asleep, he just skips over and he moves on to the next thing. And so by the time I wake up, I'm waking up, getting babies up, moving my way to the kitchen to make breakfast. And so over breakfast, my son is telling me, mommy, I didn't understand this one. And as I'm cooking, he's asking me questions. So then we sit and we eat breakfast. So all work goes to the side. So, you know, no greasy finger gets on the papers. And while we're eating breakfast, I have something called a morning basket. So that's my time where we do devotional. So we have like, you know, our little kids Bibles and different character cards that we're going over. And then it's the basket is filled with books. So the kids get to pick whatever books that they want to read that day. Sometimes they only have the attention span for one. Sometimes I'm reading six. And then um, also I incorporate phonics. So we have this phonics um, book from Abeka called Handbook for Reading. It is an amazing resource. And so I'm going over phonics with my five-year-old, but my two-year-old, who's almost three, is very interested. So he's repeating the sounds and he's kind of hearing it. And all of this is happening over breakfast. And so um, 
kind of some days very quick and, you know, keeping while they're eating and moving and everything. And so once breakfast is over, we clean up and that's when I bring out puzzles for my one and two year old. Um, my two year old is into ABCs, one, two, threes and color. So he has a lot of puzzles where he has to put, you know, the ABCs inside of um, their letters where he's matching his colors. Oh, and he's also really into shape. So that's what he's doing. Again, the one-year-old is just getting into it. So he's loving that form puzzle I recently got him. And then with my oldest, we're going over his formal work and then we're playing game. It's called game schooling. So we have a math game that it's an addition math game. So it's working on his addition. And then we play hangman to go over sight words. And he's like really into that right now or to go over like many spelling words. And so once all of that's over, um, we kind of just pick up for the day and we literally spend the rest of the day playing, playing with toys, playing outside, walking around the neighborhood because in our neighborhood, the parks aren't open. So we go on two to three walks a day. And that's, you know, really what our day looks like. And also you throw in there a good nap time and, you know, family time as well because my husband's working from home. But that's really what our day um, looks like. Yeah. And I love hearing that. I think it, it's going to be so encouraging to someone who might have thought like they're sending their child to kindergarten for a full day or something. Yeah. But then they realize, okay, they have to keep them home right now. What is that going to look like? How am I going to keep them learning and engaged all day? But it sounds like you can get so much done in a short amount of time and so much learning. And then the rest of the day is learning through play and, and just being yeah. together as a family. Yeah, I think the best way for the kids that works in our house is learning around the dining room table. So we don't have a special homeschool room. Our house is 1400 square feet. I love how minimal and small it is. Um, it's like every piece of this home has a purpose and there's no extra space. And I love that. So we spend a lot of time around the kitchen table learning and it doesn't have to be elaborate. It's just simple. And also another great resource is YouTube. There's so many learning videos on YouTube that if you're having an off day, just throw on some sight word songs or something and the kids are loving it and dancing around. So that's great as well. That's awesome. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I wanted to take a break to thank today's sponsors helping make this episode of Minimalish possible. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Even with a balanced diet, it can be difficult to cover all the nutritional bases. That's where Athletic Greens will help. It's developed from a complex blend of 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health, energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. It's packed with adaptogens, probiotics, digestive enzymes, vitamin C, and zinc. It's just an easy all-in-one solution to help your body meet its nutritional needs. I've personally noticed a lot of bloating go down as I've been taking athletic greens, but the biggest change for me has been in my energy. I have so much more natural energy when I'm drinking Athletic Greens than when I'm downing a couple cups of coffee in a day. When you try Athletic Greens as a listener of Minimalish, they're also giving you a year's supply of vitamin D3K2 for free. 
We get vitamin D from the sun, and it's often recommended as an important supplement by health experts, particularly in the winter months. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, now is the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com minimalish to claim this special offer today and receive the free D3 K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to one year supply of vitamin D as added value when you try their delicious and comprehensive daily all-in-one drink. Again, athleticgreens.com minimalish. I also want to thank School Mass Pack. As the current pandemic has many of us wearing masks regularly, as parents, we may be conflicted by a unique problem. Finding quality, reusable masks for us and our kids, especially as we move back into the school year. This is why I love the Crayola School Mask Pack because they offer a quality option. I'm going to be going back to school soon as a teacher and these masks are better than any other cloth masks that I've tried. I love that they're adjustable for a more customized fit and each pack comes with five comfortable cloth masks. You or your child will have a fresh mask with a new fun design every single day of the week. All masks are built with a 3D design, a form-fitting nose wire, adjustable ear straps, and for me, the fact that it's adjustable, like I said, through the nose wire, through the ear straps, that makes all the difference. The Crayola School Masks are machine washable. They come with a mesh laundry bag to stay organized and a calendar to track daily use. And as an added bonus, Crayola School Mask Pack will donate a portion of your purchase to a charity of your choice that supports kids who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Donors choose, No Kid Hungry, Heart of America are a couple of options. When it comes to making decisions on masks for you and your family, the Crayola Mask Pack has perfected every detail. You can get your family the Crayola School Mask Pack today at schoolmaskpack.com slash minimalist. That's schoolmaskpack.com slash minimalist. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, so what about... Well, you kind of talked about creating a learning environment within the home, but what are some things that are essential for your homeschooling space? Or if you want to even talk about what curriculum you use, just anything that you think is a good suggestion to have on hand. Yeah. So for my first year, which was technically last year, so my son has that weird birthday where it's in October. So California recently changed the kindergarten start birthday to September. It used to be December. So technically last year should have been his transitional kindergarten year. But because I've been teaching him since he was two, he kind of, you know, could grasp the concept. So we kind of did kindergarten last year. And so I was intimidated by so many curriculums. There's so many things on the market that I said, you know what, I'm just going to go on TPT and pull up the state standards for my state and what does my child need to learn and literally we did that through play through um different things from lecture learning so lecture learning has on their website it's separated by subject and so i would look at the tpt um document that i got and kind of compare like okay this would work for this and that's how we did kindergarten so for this year we're using, it's called 180 Days of Learning. It's by Shell Education. And this isn't really like, if you're starting kindergarten, isn't the curriculum for that. It's the review. So because 
I believe my son has completed kindergarten, even though he wasn't in kindergarten yet. I'm using this curriculum to make sure that he knows everything that he needs to know for kindergarten. So it's a great resource that at the end of this year, if your kindergarten is going to first grade, to kind of buy these to do in the summer. And it's very, very simple. Even parents who are thinking, oh my God, I don't even know how to teach. It, it's, it guides you. It's, so, it's such a good resource for review. I think it's a good transitional from kinder to first grade. And that's kind of where we're working. And so um, like to build like the learning environment, we have a, it's an office, which originally was going to be our homeschooling room, but because of COVID, my husband's working from home, so he needs that space. So in there is where we keep all of our books and um, supplies. And what I did was I bought a little cart from Target, and I just rolled the cart out every day from the office, and I gather all of the things that we need for the day. And so um, that way we're not disturbing my husband too much going in and out of the office. And so the kids are free to grab on that cart all day throughout the day. Sometimes they're done playing with their toys and they want to go back to the the learning toys, basically the toys that I don't allow them to destroy um, <laughs> since they're all boys. And that's such a great way to to keep it so that it's not all over the place or taking yeah. over your house, but it's, you know, mobile and able to be yeah. moved to the space where you're actually learning with them. I love that. Okay, so with I'm really interested to hear about the struggles that you've encountered, especially since you have such young kids that you are, you know, you've got a five-year-old that you are wanting to do a little bit more formal learning with, but I can only imagine, I have a two, almost three-year-old, and I can only imagine kind of the distractions that might come up. Um, so I, not that, you know, I'm... I'm Maybe that's your struggle. I don't know. Yeah. But, but what are some of the biggest struggles? And I guess a second part to that question is how do you navigate having the younger ones um, and I guess organizing all of that? So a main struggle right now is actually my two, almost three-year-old. He's in that phase of mimicking mm -hmm. and he wants to mimic everything his brother does. And my oldest is like, I don't like this. I'm over it and I'm trying, it's such a good lesson for him to learn that he's learning from you, that by him following you, that means you're a leader. And so I'm trying to, every time they're bickering and fighting and kind of, you know, just, um, just not getting along, I'm trying to turn it into a lesson, but like this week we had two to three days of constant bickering, constant oh my God, like mom, he's copying everything I'm doing. And then we have the one-year-old who's in the climbing phase. So he's climbing on the table. He's taking his brother's pencil when his brother's trying to write and everything. So again, because my husband is working from home, he's actually able to step in and say, hey, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll take the younger ones out for a stroll. Um, but Last year when it wasn't COVID and I was teaching and my husband was gone at work, I honestly would just kind of pause our home, like the formal learning of homeschool and say, let's just all play together or let's go get our wiggles out. And there's, again, a couple of fun learning YouTube videos that gets the kids dancing. And so 
just pa- I think just turning, well, first stopping, then turning to something that the whole family can enjoy. And then it allows the kids to get their wiggles out, dance it out, and kind of go back and refocus. I think that's the biggest thing that helps is don't try to formally teach in the midst of the frustrations and the hard times because no one's learning. My son's not learning. You're, as a mom, not learning. You're frustrated. Like, it's not healthy for anyone. So just stop, turn, and go do something that everyone can do together to kind of, you know, have fun. Even go to the backyard. Go, let's go run around. Let's go race. Let's go have a race. We, we have so many races around this house. It's not even funny. Yeah, that, I think that's good advice for just like motherhood in general with little ones because I, 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 I've been working from home for the past two years and I know that there are moments when I usually tried to work only during her nap time and only while she was asleep in the mornings. But there were times when I needed to, like I really wanted to get an email done or something like that. And just trying to move through that frustration of if she's like on top of me and I'm trying to do it or if she's really upset, really, um, I don't know, having a tantrum and I'm, I'm, I feel like as parents, sometimes we want to be so determined to get done whatever we're doing yeah. But yeah, it helps. So, it It's so much better if you just stop where you're at. Yep. If that can happen, which in most cases it can, you can take a quick break and focus on something else for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's such good advice. What are some encouragements that you have or even first steps for someone who is just starting out with homeschooling their little ones? Um, the first thing I would do this is just how my brain works is to find out your homeschool laws. Um, I know a lot of people are like, Hey, but I want to homeschool in this style. You still should find out your homeschool laws. It doesn't matter what style you approach homeschool with, but you do need to know, okay, what is my state going to require of me when my child becomes of age? So for example, in my state, I don't have to let my state know what I'm doing technically until my son is in first grade. Um, but this is going to be the year where I formally file with the state of California to let them know what we're doing. But even if you have a three, four year old, I would say now find out what your homeschool laws are and monitor them. I believe just in this new wave of homeschool families and what's going on, that education laws and things surrounding it are going to change. And you want to make sure that you don't feel burdened by it. And so I believe knowledge is power. What you know can't cause fear. And so I would just first and foremost find out your laws. And then second thing I would do, like I pointed out earlier, is just observe your child. Don't feel like you have to run to Instagram, run to YouTube and buy every single curriculum that every mom like suggested because it can get very overwhelming and expensive. Like curriculums are not cheap. So I would just say, like, learn your child. And if your child is really into nature, then okay, start researching some nature curriculum, some nature study. Also, go for the free resources. Pinterest is a very, very, very good free resource. And also um, Teachers Play Teachers, which is TPT. Um, So, yeah, uh, observe your child. And then, like, the third thing I would say is approach it with I'm having fun and I'm learning. I've learned so much in the past two years 
then I filled my entire life of going to elementary, junior high, and high school just because I'm actually diving in with my son. And it's not a burden to me. I believe, you know, like when we were younger in school, you go to school because this is what you do. But I'm raising lifelong learners, so I want to become a lifelong learner. And so I'm having fun with my kids. I'm having so much fun. I love it. And I, I'm about to go back to teaching. And in my past experience as a teacher, um, I can totally resonate with that, that I never learn more than when I'm actually teaching yeah. something, you know, because yeah. that's when you have to dive in and know the ins and outs of it. And even just learning your own children, learning, yeah. you know, you, you learn so much when you are teaching for sure. I have two questions that I ask every guest, but before we get there, I just want to make sure that um, we tell the listeners where they can find you and follow along with your homeschooling journey. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. That's the only place where I am right now. You can find me at the intentionalish mama. Um, and yeah, that's where I share encouragement. I inspire and I learn from so many other mamas on there. Yes, I love following along with your homeschooling journey. And I love you. your name, the intentionalish mama. I love that. <laughs> so yeah. um, the first question that I'm going to ask actually has the word intentional in it. So it's perfect. But mm -hmm. um, what is one way that you choose intentionality in your everyday life? Um, having a routine and schedule. Um, we recently moved. Um, we moved back closer to family, thank God. So this is our forever home. So I've really been intentional about creating the space to be our home and to navigate and move around this home as one unit, as a family. So I've been very intentional about the time we spend together, how we spend our time, what we're doing, and also surrounding that with a schedule because I believe a schedule gives kids a sense of security because it's like predictable. They know what's coming next. And so that's what I've been super focused on is making our forever home truly feel like home. Yeah. And I've loved seeing little glimpses of your home and congrats oh, on thank you. Congrats on moving into a forever home and a home that you love. That's so exciting. Thank you. And my last question is just what's something you're loving right now, whether it's something you're reading or doing or watching, whatever. Um, something I'm loving right now is um, this book that I'm reading. It's called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. I believe that's the title. I, um, the author name is Tony Reek, right? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it. But it's not the book that you think it is. Like, I believe, you know, we're in this digital age where we feel like either condemned from being on our smartphones or that technology is just like it's becoming too much. But honestly, it's just such a sweet reminder of how like we can't escape the digital age, but we can kind of approach how we use our digital things within our home. And so, or in our lives in general. And so it's really just had me thinking upon like, yes, I share on Instagram. Yes, I'm, you know, texting and talking to friends. Um, but I can also learn to put it down and spend intentional time with my family. And that's what it's teaching me. 
Yeah, that sounds super interesting. I'll link that in the show notes and I am going to check that out myself too. So (laughs) thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you so much. I I know this conversation is going to be so encouraging to so many moms who find themselves in, you know, a number of different situations when it comes to having their kids at home and learning. So thanks so much for sharing your heart around homeschooling and, and your knowledge as well. Thank you so much. This was like such an honor. I listened to this podcast, so I was truly honored when you reached out to me. Oh, well, thank you. I'm grateful we got to talk. And I've learned a lot from you just following you on Instagram. And then through this conversation, it's given me some ideas to do at home with my daughter. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope it gave you some kind of idea, clarity, or just a creative idea of some sort for creating learning environment in your home or encouraging your children to be lifelong learners, whatever that might look like, whether that is choosing homeschooling for you or not. As you might know, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, I have been ending each episode with a challenge. And because I know the conversation around returning to school and what to do with our kids and what to do with this weird pandemic school year is stressful, My challenge for you today is to take a deep breath. If you are in a position of making some kind of decision around this upcoming school year for your kids or for yourself, whatever it looks like, take a deep breath. Even if you're not in that position and if the pandemic has been stressing you out um, for whatever reason, because it's stressing all of us out, just take a deep breath and choose one thing, one thing this week that you enjoy, that relaxes you, and carve out some time for it. For me, it's reading. I have struggled with reading during these past few months. It's like my brain just wanted a break and I would choose Netflix or scrolling on my phone, things that do not relax me as much. So I've been picking up my books again and It has been so nice. I do it early in the morning or I do it in the evening. It's something that is rejuvenating me, relaxing me. So choose one thing. First, take a deep breath. Second, choose one thing that relaxes you, that you truly enjoy and do it this week. Carve out time every day if you can or depending on what it is or just carve out time this week to do it. I know it has nothing to do with schooling your kids, but this whole thing, this whole decisions we have to make over these next few weeks, they're stressful. We need time to unwind, to relax, to take deep breaths in the midst of these tough decisions. All right, friend, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you'd share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or wherever you like to share things. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you for being here. And I will talk to you right back here again next week. Actually... It is August now, so that means the podcast for now, as I go back to teaching, is going to be coming out every other week. This is just for me to adjust to a totally new schedule and to make sure I'm being intentional with my time. So I will be talking to you the first and third Wednesday of each month. So with that said, I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.